This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Don't call me baby. I know that's right. Listen, I don't like when somebody calls me baby. And if my if I call my fiance baby, he, game over. He will not handle it. He doesn't like it. He says I'm not allowed to call him babe or baby. Just boo or boo thing or the love of my life. Speaking of the love of my life, uh, Michaela Gordon, she's out of town. She took a little vacation. She's going down to Port, uh, Puerto Vallarta for a couple days uh, for Pride. I know a lot of you are heading down there right now. Be safe. Have so much fun. But we are so blessed. For the first time ever, I actually get to work with somebody I love and adore. You know her. Uh, she's filled in here before. She's uh, on Let's Go There every single Friday with Shira and Ryan. Please welcome to the Morning Beat, Sharjah Sell. AJ, I am so excited to be hosting with you. It's been years in the making, I feel like. It has been years. And I got to tell you all, I gave AJ the biggest hug this morning because Aww. I have not, we've chatted, but mm-hmm. I have not physically yeah. seen or been around you since pre-lockdown, pre-pandemic. Yeah. I told Char, I said, listen, I don't think I've seen more than 12 people since I saw you, <laughs> to be honest. I don't do a whole lot. These hours are wild. We're so grateful to have you here, though. You also got the all-black memo, apparently. This is how oh, we yes. dress early in the morning. Oh, yes. Listen, it's a mixed bag with me but i've i've been up i had to get in full shower regalia you today you like full like full makeup like you've got a beat on and well, i'm like I, I have a meeting after this okay. so it's like i got things to do Girl, i've got a meeting later too you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go home and i'm gonna <laughs> throw it together as fast as i can and hop on that zoom like like life depended on it <laughs> um we're so glad you're here though thank you you're gonna be here thank for the next you. couple of days hanging out she's also gonna be on let's go there tomorrow in the afternoon pulling double duty oh yes i've done that one time here I'm no stranger to double duty uh, uh, here. No, it was it was a rough day. I was like, I need a nap. No, so it's a long day. I just get me some caffeine, lots okay. of water. Okay, maybe an apple. I got fresh coffee yesterday. If you need a, a new coffee, so oh yeah, a I probably maker will here in the corner. Oh yes, uh, help yourself. We have a great show coming up for you today. Uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about PTSD. Um, the shooting uh, in Texas has a lot of people just just shaken to their core. And we've been here so many times, and somehow as a nation, you know, uh, the 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 mass Massacre, uh, the racist massacre at Topps Grocery Store apparently wasn't enough, and and the shootings and uh, across the nation. I mean, they just keep happening. But something about children seems to hit different to people, and yeah. I, I I understand it. It's heartbreaking. We've all seen the photos, um, and we're and we're now all, we're hearing the stories. Yes, the worst part, right? Yeah, a pair of cousins. I'm just like that family, yeah. the poor family. Um, so uh, if you're dealing with some PTSD, or if you're not even sure 
what it is and you think it might be PTSD, we totally understand. We're there with you. We're all going through it, too, to be honest. We really didn't want to do a show yesterday, um, but it's our jobs uh, to entertain and inform you. So here we are. and We will continue to do that. We're going to be joined for Therapy Thursdays today by Gina Maffa uh, to talk about dealing with PTSD, to give you some tips and tricks uh, to get you through your day. If it just feels unbearable, uh, you're not alone. Uh, right now, though, it is a time for some news on the beat. Then I believe you're actually going to give us our vibe today. Is that oh, correct? Oh, yes. Yep. yep okay. Yep. Well, I'm going to play Michaela for just a moment and do news on the beat. <laughs> uh, Pete Buttigieg, Dr. Rachel Levine, and all LGBTQ members of Congress banned from Russia. No shocker there. Russia permanently banned a list of nearly a thousand prominent Americans from traveling to that country in what has been interpreted as a response to U.S. led sanctions against the country for invading Ukraine. The banned Americans include top Democrats like President Joe Biden, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, and Vice President Kamala Harris. Also appearing on the list meant to punish the U.S. for its opposition to the invasion are Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg, uh, out Assistant Secretary of Health Adam uh, Administrator Rachel Levine, and uh, like we said, every single queer person. So here's yeah. what they did. They banned like all the prominent Democrats, all the queer people, but you know who they didn't ban? Who? Donald J. Trump. Of course. Interesting. If that doesn't tell you everything you need to know as an American about the state of our our, our situation in regards to Russia, I don't know what else you need to know. Well, uh, of course. Let's move on. Okay. Um, out gay Colorado Governor Jared Polis, uh, who's a Democrat, just signed a bill to help resolve a legal issue that denies same-sex parents the legal custody of their own children. The bill, known as Marlowe's Law, was named after the child of Colorado House Majority Leader Denea Esgar. Uh, when Esgar gave birth to her daughter Marlowe using genetic material from her wife, Heather Palm, both women were surprised to find out that they had to legally adopt Marlowe in order to have legal custody of the child they created together. Now, in a February speech on the Colorado House floor, Esgar said, my wife realized she was actually has more rights to the embryos we still have frozen than she actually has to our daughter. Heather has to adopt her own daughter. This is interesting, and uh, kudos to Colorado for, for getting this right, um, but we shouldn't have been here to begin with. Uh, right now, though, it's time uh, for, are you doing weather as well? No, I'm not doing weather. Not doing, I don't have weather yet, Vanessa, so we got to figure that one out. But I'm going to go straight to Shar right now for uh, let's Vibe do, of the Day. And maybe in our next hour, somebody say, will do weather. I was going to say, let's do weather next hour. <laughs> yeah. The Vibe of the Day today is brought to you by famed author Alice Walker. And she says, the most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. Mm. Keep that in mind as you head to the polls for the primaries. Uh, That's you got right. the power. Every Tuesday, every Tuesday. <laughs> uh, coming up in just a bit, a, a mom is catfishing with her daughter's photo to boost one guy's confidence. Want to know more? Stick around. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. So the amount of times I have thanked the good Lord or the universe or whoever it is that gave me my fiance, <laughs> the amount of times I've thanked that being uh, that I don't have to use dating apps and create profiles it, it, it is I, the seventh it, circle of hell it terrifies me the idea of just getting on these apps now listen i'm not saying i ain't been on grinder once or twice in my, <laughs> my, my career i'll call it my career my sexual career um for, but never to date somebody like never yeah. for that and the, the you story, were getting an itch scratch yes of course honey. okay and, and stories like this remind me that i'm missing absolutely nothing because this this girl is sharing a story of her mother, uh, who is 
bit of a helicopter mom, and it's taken it to a whole new level. So this girl gets online. She's on a dating app, um, and she's trying to find, like, a match, right? Mm -hmm. Her mom's curious about it, and so her mom says, I want to know what you're doing on there. So her mom gets onto the dating app, and the daughter's like, stay away, mom. Just let me have this part of my life, right? Not only does the mom create an account, she creates multiple accounts and uses her daughter's photos. No. Now, her mother is posing as her with her photos with a different name, and she's uh, claiming to be a 28-year-old. You want to know why she's still on it months and months later? Because the mom is, is having fun. The mom's enjoying it, but the mom claims that she met a young man who's going through a divorce. And who hasn't? She is she, right. <laughs> and she has been able to help build his confidence back up by pretending to be her daughter. Her daughter's well aware of it. And this has gone so far that the guy actually even bought the mom a gift certificate and dropped it off at a local store. They live in the same town. So the mom picked it up. The girl said, please do not use that. Like donated or something. Yeah. She's like, I know this guy. I've looked him up. He owns many, many guns. Mom, stay away. Now, is the mom doing a good service by helping this young man feel good about himself, or does she need to shut it down, Char? Mom needs to shut it down, okay. especially if she's using uh, the 28-year-old daughter's photos. That part. That means that the, the daughter now has to look over her shoulder when she steps out of the house. Mm. This guy owns all these guns, and if he becomes obsessive, mm-hmm. you just never know. Yeah, we've had threats at our station recently. We have extra security right now just because yeah. people, people, and it happens a lot when you work in an industry like this, especially at a morning show. People get very invested. Um, and it wasn't our show, but another one of the our sister stations nearby. Uh, so we have extra security right now. But in light of Which everything that's going on. startled me when I was course, coming into uh, work this morning. I said, who are you It should be with comforting, this badge. but yeah, somebody's got like a, a bulletproof vest on. Yeah, yeah that's, guarding that's, the door. That's I'm a like, lot. And we already got to do a lot to get in here. I won't get into detail because yeah. I don't know who's listening. Yeah. But there's a whole procedure all, to even enter this building. We're already very, very secure here. And now we have an <laughs> yeah. extra level of security. But this poor daughter uh, is not secure at all. So, yeah. so much so that she's saying, Mom, get off social media. This is wild to me because, one, I can't imagine my mom ever doing something like this. Like, my mom wouldn't even have a clue how to get into a dating app. And why not just use stock images? Why are you using my image, which that is putting part. me in the direct line of that part. whatever? Well, it's interesting because the, I can't relate because I don't think that anybody's ever used me to catfish on a dating app. I don't know that for a fact, though. I do know that people have used my image many times to make Instagram and Twitter accounts. And OnlyFans. Uh Okay, I found out that somebody did do that one time. Wait, really? Yes, yes, yes. But I was like, wait, whatever you're putting on there isn't really me then. You can't be showing your face apparently, um, obviously. But people send me stuff. They're like, hey, this is you just so you know it's not true. And I, I got into a battle one time, I think, with Facebook or Instagram. And I was like, this is me. It's me. You can't. And they wouldn't take it down. I was like, what else? And you do submitted me? your ID yeah, and all I, it's that. It's me. I'm yeah. the, it's me. So this is wild. It's it's wild to live in this day and age. What's what's online dating like? Have you, have you been on apps? Yes, I have. As a matter of fact, last year I was very intentional, AJ. I was okay. so intentional. Wait, the last was, year's the year you picked? The middle of the pandemic is the well, year you Well, no, <laughs> no, I was vaxxed. Okay. I was okay. vaxxed. This was in March of uh-huh. 2021. I was on six dating apps at one time. No Ooh, shame in my game. Okay. Listen, I was on the fast track to success and it just, it it didn't, it didn't bear any fruit for me. Yeah. And so I ended up deleting everything actually last month. And I mean, I should mention that things trickled off. Like well, last 
this month I only had two apps left. Got it. And then I just was finally like, I'm done with this for well, now. Well, your timing's good. Is it hot girl summer again or not? I don't really know what's well, happening this summer. I had a hot girl summer last okay. summer. And I'm okay. probably going to have one okay. this summer. Okay, that's fair. Because someone did shoot their shot at me, who I think is very cute, mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Out of nowhere just two weeks ago. Well, you think it's out of nowhere. They could have been watching you well, for a Well, that's what he was. Mm-hmm. Mind you, this is someone who has is in direct proximity to me. Uh-oh. And he's cute. Like, I can acknowledge that he's cute, but I never, like, looked at him Thought like of him that. that way. And out of nowhere, he just started coming on strong one Isn't night. Isn't it funny when you find said, out that, oh. that, you're, that somebody's potential? Isn't it funny? Because all of a sudden, somebody looks totally different. Like, I'll be at the I'll be at the gym, or I'll be wherever, and I'm like, I'm not interested in anybody here. I'm in love with my man. Yeah. And Ten years strong. And we're, we don't get jealous, so we're allowed to, like, we're allowed to, like, look, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because you're on a diet doesn't mean you can't look at the menu. That's mm. what we always say. And it, But it's respectful. But if somebody, like, is not, I'm not interested in somebody, but then I find out they're very interested in me, somehow I'm like, oh, you just became a little cuter. Like, I'm kind of into you now. Yeah. Like, this is good for my ego. I really need this. Mind you, this guy's seen me at my worst and my best, which I think is so funny. When that, I say my worst, I mean, you know, a little top knot and no makeup. Okay, I love you on a top knot, though. It's my. It's, it's actually my favorite look on you. Really? Every, every Yes, every woman I, I meet, I have, like, in my brain, I'm like, this is my favorite look on you. <laughs> so, uh, Vanessa, I like when Vanessa has voluptuous curly hair, or like kind of like, not curly, but like kind of wavy. like a beach wave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She did one a few weeks ago. She went out and she showed us photos. She had a bachelorette party or something with her friend. She looks so hot. Uh, you, I love in a top knot. A Thank little you. messy top knot with a little chunk of hair sticking out somewhere. Uh-huh, totally uh-huh. adorable. Slipped uh, edges. I've already told Michaela for my wedding, I need her to do that thing where it's like big curly, like beachy waves everywhere, but then a little bit of a ponytail up top oh, with okay. hair wrapped around it. So there's hair on top as well. Yes. Like kind of like My Car- Little Pony. Like Karen Huger does on okay, yes, Potomac. You know, yes, you know, the, yes. you know the look? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there you know. I love now, that. Now you know. Also, mom, get off the dating apps. Please. Just do it. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. Just want to remind you, Michaela is out for the weekend. She's down in Puerto Vallarta celebrating Pride. If you're heading down to PV this weekend, tell her we said hello. Also, tell her to pull her top up because chances are she will be topless <laughs> because that's Michaela Gordon. We've got Char Jossel here with us for the next couple of days. Thank you so much for being here, Char. Um, this is interesting. We get a lot of our stories from TikTok, and this is uh, this TikTok user saying, this is why you never use work equipment for anything other but work. This TikToker exposed the creepy surveillance software in action that bosses use to spy on workers. This is wild because it's become more and more common now that people are working from home. Oh, God. Employers feel like they have a right to all of your information 24 hours a day mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, you're working from home, so I need to know what you're doing. Because if you were in the office, I'd be able to keep an eye on you. I'm so down should... at Target with my camera off. Yeah, yeah right. I have You're tons of friends that do things. Yeah. I was, my partner was on a Zoom call with, with well, I won't say who, <laughs> the other day and just had it on mute, camera off, and we were just having like the best time. We had lunch together. Yeah. But I'd heard it in the background. I'm like, they're giving the worst information right now. Like, what is this meeting about? Um, but she goes on and makes this TikTok video. Uh, and she, she said, this is a top paid ad for employee monitoring software on Google. Um, it's called Active Track. Uh, she said, "Good news, it's free, so you can find out if somebody's actually watching you." What do you think about this that? This is what, scary. What do you think about employers having like access to you twenty four seven? Like, what 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 does that bring up for you? I mean, it does not surprise me. I I just venture to say any type of work equipment. Hell, even we're on the the work Wi-Fi right now. I just sure. feel like I'm being watched. Right. <laughs> so you don't do certain things on you know on when when you're on the work 
person's time or whatever, your employer's time. But it does not surprise me. And I never really thought to think, like, said and thought, like, is this ethically and morally right? Right. Well, I'm, I also, like, I would, the I would, I'm the type of person I would never accept, like, a work computer or a work phone. Okay. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want a work phone. I don't want a work laptop. I'll use my own. Yeah. Because if I've got the phone, then they think, oh, well, we have access to you all the time. 24-7. And if I've got the laptop, that means they have access to look up whatever you're looking up. Yeah. And sometimes I'll be looking up some stuff. Like, sometimes I'll be looking up <laughs> some stuff. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't want my employer to know. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, though, that we live in an era now where there are apps to track the employees, but then there are also apps to help the employees track whether or not they're being tracked by their employer. Yeah. Like, that's complicated. I mean, that's the age, the day and age we're living in, AJ. Well, you remember, okay, I remember growing up with movies like the Mission Impossible movies, the early ones, or like The Firm. I don't know why I just mentioned two Tom Cruise movies, maybe because he's got Top Gun Maverick coming out. I was out. about to say, what now? Hold on. What in the Scientology, AJ? You know, he got that little feather, that little <laughs> feather hair. Yeah. Listen, no, Jay Ellis is in the new Top yes, Gun. Yes, he is. And I've known Jay for years, and I've also, he's my, he's my... As a, my my pass, my get out of jail free card. If he ever were to dabble in you know in you yeah. know man on man action, my partner knows he's the one. Jay Ellis, well, he's, he's, he's so good. good. He's, he's fine. good. So maybe that's why Tom Cruise is on my mind. But I remember watching those movies and thinking this technology is so wild. And now we all have it in, like in our iPhones. Yep. We have this technology. We're surrounded by it all day, every day. It's it's easy to know. In a matter of moments, you could find out where just about anybody is if you know the right place to look. Yeah. Does that scare you a little bit? It it does. I mean, in the name of safety, it mm-hmm. really does. Uh, that that accessibility is is kind of creepy. Yeah, I just and I I've feel... never been in, that invested in finding someone. You know, like yeah. or, or tracking someone, I should say. I've never been that invested, and so just to know that there are people out there like that, and it makes me think of all the news stories that have popped up with those damn air tags, the little Apple air tags oh. with them. You know, people dropping uh-huh. them in your coat pocket oh, or sticking them to your car. Scary. Well, we went through something a very similar scare recently with Michaela, actually, and she came into work just so frazzled. She says. I've been being, uh, somebody's tracking me. Oh, God. Because we keep getting pings that somebody's tracking me. And I'm freaking out. I don't even have an Apple AirTag. I don't know what's going on. And and she's like, all I have is me, my laptop, and my keys every day. Yeah. That's it. So who's tracking me? She was literally shaken. She and her partner, Lisa, were looking into it. They were, like, keeping an eye on the neighbors. They moved into a new neighborhood. They thought somebody was trying. She's, like, accusing this poor man who lives next door who's kind of <laughs> grumpy. She thought maybe it was him. Turns out she had her AirPods on a keychain attached to her keys. Oh, like goes, me? Yeah. It, that's what was getting tracked. Which, by the way, Whoopi gave me this. <laughs> I'm not Goldberg? joking. Yeah. Okay, listen. I didn't even know that. I'm and not I lo- joking. I love how we brought up this moment. <laughs> but you got AirPods for a uh, Well, no, the AirPod the case. From Whoopi? Yeah. What? Yeah. Remember when I was in New York, you were doing Wendy. Yes. I went to Wendy. I went to The View. Mm-hmm. Sonny signed my books. I'll, I'll tell you off air. I'll okay. tell you the story. Okay. Well, Whoopi's tracking Char, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Which I don't learned. mind. I don't mind. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. We have the honor of entertainment journalist Char Jossel doing our What's Poppins for the next couple of days. Char, what do you have for us? Oh my gosh. So Kim Kardashian, you know she's uh, just got named the ambassador for the Beyond Meat brand, right? Uh, okay, Have sure. you seen these ads? Uh, I'm looking at one right now. I found out via, uh, what's the Instagram, Nori's Black Book. Okay. Because Chris is doing something with someone. Kanye's doing something with McDonald's. Oh. It's hilarious. But Wait, Kanye and McDonald's? Yes. No, Go to not... Nori's Black Book okay. on Instagram. All right. Which is, you know, supposed to be Northwest. That's, Got it. That's, you Got know. it, sure. But Kardashian is under fire because during these ads, she don't eat the food. <laughs> which is so strange because you know what? I didn't even notice this. I saw the ad a few days ago. But she has a burger that she cuts in half, and she has chewing motions, but there's no bite in the burger. Not a single bite. She then has like a plant-based meatball and holds it up to her face before squeezing a lime over a plate of tacos. Not once does she take a bite out of the Beyond (laughs) meat. Listen. But it's so distracting and the and the frames move so fast and she's talking about how delicious these meals are that not even I, who is super observant, not mm. even I clocked that she didn't take a bite out of this food. Okay, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna get a drag for this, but I don't I don't spawn I'm not sponsored by any sort of <laughs> I'm gonna call them fake meats. Beyond meat. Impossible burger. Have you ever had one? I have. Listen, uh uh-uh. uh, cramps and gas. That's all I got. Well, you know They taste good. But there's so much sodium in them and so many other things added to them. That you might as well just have the beef. Have the beef! I look, my entire family is vegan, by the way. Fun fact about me, except for me and my father. Okay. Um, But I look at things like the Beyond Meat and things like that. I look at that as like a transition yes. into veganism. Yeah. Because like my mom and my sisters, they'll have the Portobello burger, for example. We they're had not, this discussion yesterday, the Portobello yeah, burger. Yeah, they're not having uh, yeah. the Beyond. So I look at that as like a transition for someone who's interested in being, you know, plant-based but still needs that chicken nugget or still needs that burger. It's fascinating to me, like the burgers, because they make them like bloody and stuff. I'm like, why? Like, that's so weird. The only reason I'm not vegan is because I hadn't come across a good uh, seafood substitute. And I'm a seafood nista. That part, all day, every day. (laughs) Yeah, I I, need a crab leg and a shrimp. Amen. (laughs) If I could be, if I had to be something, I could probably handle being a pescatarian if I got... I've done that before. Yeah, if I got like a quarterly pass for a steak, like four steaks a year. 
Okay. Or even two. Pescatarianism is expensive as hell. I know. Oh my gosh. Fish is so expensive if if that's your main protein. Well, we've got our wedding coming up and we offering our entree options. And of course, you have to have a vegetarian option for people, but then you have to... I have a steak. Yeah. But then a lot of people, Emil's side of his family, some of them are Jamaican, so they grew up on a lot of fish and oh, seafood. Yes. So we have to have a fish option. But then we also have a chicken option because I'm from Ohio and people love chicken. So I, I, I could live without any of those if I had a couple of passes a year. Okay. I eat, I can eat fully vegetarian or vegan meals from time to time, and I don't mind. I, I had a vegan roommate years ago that used to make incredible meals. Incred- yeah. I'm fine with it. I'm just not going to eat these burgers. I understand why Kim is neither because it's probably going to bloat her. Well, you know, and on top of that, I mean, you know, there's the people who are invested in the Beyond Meat brand. Like, uh-huh. stocks have soared since this ad has has hit. So I'm interested to see the numbers well, that Kim pulls in. They're probably going to plummet now after your uh, What's Poppin'. <laughs> <laughs> the Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. We're honored to have entertainment journalist Shar Jossel joining us for the next couple of days while Michaela Probably parties topless in Puerto Vallarta for pride, to be honest. I have no idea what she's doing. Uh, Shar, you know I adore you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, AJ, and it's the best time of the day. Uh, you love the 7 o'clock hour, I hear. I do. Why? I, it's just, it's the best time of the morning to me. It's Good Morning America just started. <laughs> it's just like, greet the day. I'm such a fan of the morning times because honestly, you know, I call the nighttime the devil's playground. That, that part. So I, mm-hmm. I enjoy like this. 7 a.m. signifies a new day. Let's tackle it. Let's well, relax. Also, the morning beat is on during that time, which oh, is yes. super exciting. I mean, I, if you can't get over that fact, I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah, and when Good Morning America's on on commercial, I tune into the morning beat. <laughs> shade, the shade. Listen, you can play us on your Amazon Alexa while you're, you can just put us on mute. I don't really? care. Just give us the ratings, honey. Listen, I will support. Ratings. If you tune in at 2 p.m. <laughs> Never going to happen. <laughs> if I happen to be in the car, I listen to Let's Go There. Sheer and Ryan, I love you, but uh, I'm usually taking a nap by 2 p.m. I'm usually done. Uh, but no, they are fantastic. I do tune in from time to time. Uh, coming up this hour on the show, it is Therapy Thursday. Days, how to deal with PTSD. There's so much tragedy, it feels yeah. like, this week in particular. And and it's not the first or the second or the 300th time we've been here as Americans. Um, but it feels different. Uh, and, and dealing with those emotions can be really, really tricky. So we're actually going to be joined by a psychotherapist um, by the name of Gina Maffa this hour in about eh, 13 minutes to talk about PTSD. Uh, she's going to share some tips and tricks uh, on on moving past something like this while also honoring and respecting um, the tragedy that has taken place time and time again. Uh, right now, though, it's time for some news on the beat. Let's get to it. A Christian university proposes limiting expressions of gender and sexuality. It's a private Christian university in Tennessee. Whew, have you ever been to Tennessee? Don't go. I actually just got back beautiful. from there. It's beautiful. No, no. I'll, they're, I'll tell they're, you what I saw. Their their politics and policies there are Trump Trump billboards. Terrifying. Yeah. But this private Christian university has proposed restricting how students express their sexuality and gender on campus. Under the proposed policy at Lee University. Robert E. Lee, is that who that's for? I guarantee you it's probably Robert E. Probably. Lee or something. That's awful. Uh, students are not allowed to identify or dress as a gender that differs from their biological sex. That is a quote. Or a sex assigned at birth, which includes requ- uh, requesting new pronouns. Students are also banned from speaking out against the restrictions. 
Well, that sounds this American. This reminds me of life pre-Stonewall or pre-Compton Cafeteria in mm. San Francisco. You mm. had to have, I believe, at least three articles of clothing that aligned with your, you know, assigned gender. That's insane. Otherwise, police would jail you. I didn't realize They'd arrest that. you. Yeah. Three yeah, articles yeah. of clothing. At least three articles of clothing that whatever society deemed aligned with the, the gender you were assigned at birth. Otherwise, you'd be thrown in the back of the paddy wagon that and taken down to the jail. So fascinating to me. Yeah. That people are so concerned about clothing. So invested or in gender, the, for that matter, but like clothing. So invested in the ways that others live their lives. Mm-mm. Well, these policies, which are scheduled to go into effect during the fall semester also prohibit heterosexual sex outside of marriage well that's fair (laughs) and displays of affection in same-sex relationships the university is now facing criticism from the lgbtq plus community and allies who decried the policies as discriminatory you think yeah. All right, Montana. That has to be a civil rights violation. Uh, uh, yeah, there's going to be all sorts of, yeah. But they're a private institution. So they can so. get away with a lot yep. more of it. Mm-hmm. I grew up going to a Catholic school. I know I know the game. Ooh. Montana defies court order to allow trans people to correct gender markers on birth certificates. Montana's Department of Public Health and Human Services has refused to comply with a state court ordering uh, order that requires the department to let transgender people change the gender marker on their birth certificates. The department issued an emergency order declaring that state birth certificates will now only list a person's, quote, immutable sex. DPHHS's order said that a person's sex only changes in rare circumstances while gender is a social construct, their words, uh, that can change over time. Montana passed several anti-LGBTQ laws in 2021, including a ban on transgender girls participating in school sports. The state also passed a law requiring schools to give 48 hours notice to parents if they are going to discuss LGBTQ plus people. This is awful. This news is all terrible. Yeah. I, 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 my blood boils. I can't imagine how you feel, Char, like hearing these stories, especially this year. Well, yeah, I mean, there. I should mention that their uh, anti-trans lo- legislation in this country has doubled since last uh-huh. year. And I'm just so sick of, you know, trans people being used as this political hockey puck and, uh-huh. and our existence being this wedge issue. Because, like, I've, I've been saying this prior to the recent, you know, trauma, but there's things like gun reform mm. and homelessness and all different types of things that should be addressed, but people would rather, you know, it's easy to attack trans people who are marginalized. And in all honesty, transphobia unites the right and the left if we're keeping it a buck. And so it's one of those things that is just like, look over there. Don't look over here at the loose gun laws. Look over there. We got to get these people out of our sports and out of it, it. It is so frustrating being trans in America right now. It really is. Well, I love you and I'm sorry. Thank you. I also, love you as well. Did you just quote Jada Essence Hall right there when you said, look over there? No, I, no, I didn't RuPaul's realize. Drag Race? I do. I pop in every Look once in a while. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, well, that was not intentional. I love me some Jada. Try to lighten <laughs> things up just a bit here on the morning beat. Uh, here is our weather today: uh, 75 in Los Angeles, 61 in San Francisco, 82 in Miami, 86 in Dallas, and a balmy 103 in Palm Springs. Shout out to our listeners listening to us in Palm Springs on 103.1 FM. It's the same as the temperature. Uh, Do you have a vibe of the day for us, Char? I do. It's brought to you by Alice Walker. Again, this is a reminder to everyone listening. No person is your friend who demands your silence or denies your right to grow. Keep that with you as you go into this Memorial Day weekend. Come on, Alice Walker. Stick around. We've got Therapy Thursday coming up next. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela, Channel Q. In the wake of the tragedies that have taken place in the last week or so at the grocery store, uh, the Topps grocery store, where African-American men and women were murdered, um, where the children were just, uh, just tragically attacked in Texas just the other day, there's so much trauma happening constantly in our country and we've been here what feels like a thousand times before but every time uh it's just as difficult and and maybe even more so we're all frustrated uh whether you agree or disagree on the approach to fixing this is irrelevant at this point because we're all suffering from ptsd so for therapy thursdays today uh we are so grateful to have uh, a new york city-based psychotherapist who has a private practice specializing in trauma and grief uh, please welcome to the program, Gina Maffa. Gina, thank you so much for being here. Um, I want to talk to you about the P- the PTSD of it all. You know, um, I know you have a book coming out uh, that's going to be hitting bookstores in early 2023, and it focuses on modern grief, which I think is so fascinating mm-hmm. because I don't hear a lot of people talking about that. Grief in 2022 just feels different than it has in the past. What is this that we're all going through as we react to this constant trauma? Yeah, thank you, AJ, for having me on, and thanks for highlighting this. It's so important. Um, I think what's going on is the world, sure, it's a sad time in the world right now, but honestly, like you said before, it's been a sad time. And I think the accumulation of trauma and one story worse than the next, you know, and us relying so heavily on social media during the pandemic to connect and to get information, sometimes not get information, um, has really played a really big role in how we've felt traumatized. You know, there's there's something to be said about virtual trauma and going through so much collectively, seeing so much suffering and, you know, feeling such a sense of powerlessness in being able to make any changes. So we just sit in that. And that's kind of where we are. And I do feel, you know, that speaking to modern grief and trauma, which is, you know, they're sisters, the two of them, um, that we don't pay enough attention to sort of how we need to grieve now collectively. What are the things we need to pay more attention to within ourselves, within our communities? Um, And I think grief and trauma stepped up a level in a way that we haven't necessarily experienced 
whether it was because of stigma or whether it was because of shame or just not enough resources. And now finally the spotlight is there. Yeah, it seems like it's stepped up, but it's also been muted. Like there's a certain, you know, people are becoming desensitized, I feel, because these things are happening happening so frequently. In what ways can we begin to, you know, take steps to kind of recalibrate some things, like recalibrate our mental health or our nervous system as it pertains to to safety measures in this country? Because it's like you don't know what, what's going to roll out today with breaking news. It's It's a weird time. No, yeah, thank you, Shar. I think it's I think that's one of the hardest things is how we never know what's going to happen and I think that's actually what is feeding the trauma in and of itself. But we have to work double time in trying to figure out how to create safe spaces for ourselves, whether it is in our own communities, how we do it in our, you know, whether it's talking to therapists, whether it's actually, you know, having a safety plan set up with neighbors, friends, family, all of that stuff, you know. Um, and one of the things we don't think too much about or don't pay so much attention about is not minimizing the trauma, not trying to rush, you know, getting better or getting over this just to wait until the next one comes. I think it's in our humanness. We want to get back to what was, right? We want to feel safe again. We want to feel strong back to normal. Mm-hmm. But the truth is with trauma, there is no going back. There's not, it's normal not something we will return to and you know what we're we're not we're not returning to a normal and so i think we have to keep looking for a newfound sense of self that we have to build whether that's creating a safe space whether that's like you know when we're really exhausted looking at what's going right look at what's going well look at what's healthy in your life look at what you've survived when you felt hopeless and scared in your life once before it's such and great going advice back to those things yeah it, well because <laughs> going it, back to those things yeah, it's so it's so it's such great advice and it's so hard sometimes to try to focus on the positive. Like I'm getting married in, in a few weeks and we're we're trying to be in the celebratory season. Um and then a shooting at a grocery store happens where a bunch of men and women who look like my fiance's aunts and uncles, mom and dad just get gunned down. And then we see a shooting in Texas. Uh and I think of all my nieces and nephews who are around that age and it's just so traumatizing and it's difficult to try to find joy and allow ourselves to find joy in these moments because thank God I've never been personally involved in any sort of like shooting, you know, mass shooting. Yeah. Right. But that doesn't mean I, I, my partner and I sat on the couch the last couple of nights just crying and, and we understand through years of therapy that it's okay to process the emotions and, and, to, and to go through that process for our listeners who maybe just feel different lately because of all these tragedies, but they can't pinpoint it. Maybe they're not aware. What are some things they could look for that might come up in their daily lives that might be an indicator that they are actually suffering from PTSD and need some help? Yeah, I think it's a lot of it is in your body, right? If you feel like you're more anxious than usual, if you feel like you're snapping at people, if you feel like you can't focus and concentrate on anything, If you can't sleep, if you are replaying events, like I was talking about earlier, virtual trauma is a real thing, you know, to shut off the news. If you feel different, you know, do an experiment with yourself. Do I feel differently if I spend a day talking to people I love, taking care of my body, moving it, eating meals, spending time, you know, doing things that kind of fill me up versus when I concentrate and I doom scroll on all of the really terrible things going on and, you know, and I sit in my anxiety there's so much of that that we have to pay attention to that is trauma is held in the body. 
And really the way through that and to work with trauma, right, it's not something that we cure, but it's something we work with. It's something we can begin to heal is through the body. It's through talking, of course. It's getting your story out. It's being witnessed. But if you are not sure if this is something that you're going through or you're experiencing, check the cues in your body. You know, do you have shortness of breath? Is your heart racing? Um, These are all things that are indicating that you have something going on that you need to talk about, get out, move through. Um, And I am always a fan of talking to a therapist, but I'm also a fan of whatever works. So if that's not a therapist, if it's a religious figure, if it's a a group of friends, a healer, a coach, whatever it is, just to get that out um, and to be able to talk about things that are going on with you, even if you don't think that it's that big of a deal. You'd be surprised once you start sharing what comes out, you know, and there's room for all of it. Like you were saying, you have something good going on in your life. We have lived side by side with tragedy and joy for as long as humanity has had words, you know, and it's really trying to figure out how to live side by side with both honoring the pain, honoring the, the sadness, honoring the tragedy and the trauma, and also honoring the resilience and what what's still here. Oh, um, that's, that's how we keep going on. Such good advice. You know, thank you so much for stopping by for Therapy Thursdays. We'll definitely reach out again in the future as we get closer to the release of your book on modern grief. Uh, Gina Maffa, psychotherapist, thank you for stopping by. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great one. The Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. All right, so I'm getting closer and closer to my my big day. Uh, I'm getting married to the man of my dreams after 10 years. Shar. You're having a hot girl summer. You're very much available. Yeah, um, I mean, I want to be locked down in certain regards, yeah. but I'm tired. It's the same stuff year after year. I'm 34. Yeah. I want something different, AJ. I like to get locked down every now and then in a different way, um, but when that's just you, our own personal kink. We have not announced it yet. I'll tell you off air. Oh, okay. It's a secret. <laughs> we're, not, we're not telling people where our wedding is or when our wedding is. <laughs> the only thing that people know is that it's around the corner-ish and okay. it's in Mexico. All right. That's all we've revealed. All right. It's a private thing. Uh, but this is interesting. <coughs> Excuse me. Gosh, I'm so I'm so excited about the story. I can't even control myself. So be careful what you ask for because you say you want to get locked down. Uh, and so did this young man. He's, uh, he's now 19 years old uh, and found the love of his life. Uh, and he's Italian. So Michaela is going to be devastated that she missed the story. She loves her Italian heritage. Uh, he's gone viral on TikTok after proposing to his... His girlfriend, his name is Giuseppe. Uh, oh, nice name. I know, right? Uh, and he is just absolutely in love with his woman. Well, what's the hitch? What's well, the catch? She's 76. I'm sorry, what? He's 19. What do we think about this? Like, it's like legit. He's down, like he said, like he is just head over heels in love with this woman. Mm. She is a vibe too, honey. There's a photo of them together and he's wearing the gaudiest, like black and gold, like very, very Italian Versace <laughs> outfit. And and she is wearing a blue floral dress with wedges that are metallic silver, bleach blonde hair with bright blue highlights in her bangs. Like this woman is a vibe. Uh, but the age difference. It's a 57-year gap. No. Too much? It is too much. And we we frequently have these very nuanced discussions, whether they're, it's a same-sex couple or, you know, a man and a woman and, and what that looks like. Um, this is way too much. I'm wondering, you know, like maybe 
is he in it for some money or it just doesn't seem authentic. It doesn't read as authentic. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's, I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable, which Listen. it shouldn't because these people are minding their business. I know. Consenting adults. I know. And living their lives. But I'm itching. Isn't that weird how we all try to be like, listen, love is love. Let everybody live their <laughs> lives and let's not tell people how, let's not try to dictate people's lives. But I'm like, 19 and 76, that's insane. Yeah, she's old enough to be his grandmother's grandmother by today's standard. Right, that part. Well, grandmother's mother, excuse me. Listen, listen, she could be a great great grandmother, probably, if you did the math on it. Um, This is interesting because I will say that my partner and I are about nine and a half years apart. Okay. And I always say 10. With you being the older? Thank you for asking. (laughs) (laughs) You're now my best friend. Sorry, Michaela, you're out. But no, I say we're 10 years apart. He says we're nine. He's like, no, we're nine because he likes to sound older. I want I, I want to really just like be dramatic and be like, we're a decade apart. Yeah. And that has, has brought a number of challenges. Just that nine and a half year gap. And to him, the challenges are the fact that I don't understand a lot of Disney films that came out cer- during a certain era that are, are apparently iconic. Such as twitches and others. Oh, I don't, I don't know that either. Okay, so I'm like, I don't know what that means. I, don't, I don't understand. I have phased out by right. that time. He still thinks that like Selena Gomez is like the be all end all. I'm like, who? Like, oh, he, him Gomez? and Ryan would be great friends. No, no, no. I'm Ryan still like, calls Selena, uh, what is it, Slay Lena Godmez? Uh, uh, no. I, I'm very much a, I'm, I, 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 I'm a kind of on the tail end of the Madonna train, but I'm more of like a Beyonce Gaga, Same. Britney. Like that's Same. my vibe, mm-hmm. right? And and so <laughs> those are just like the simple things. There are also communication issues with my partner and I sometimes. I'm very expressive face to face. I want to talk through every single emotion on earth. I'm oh a God, I'm a cancer. I just want to talk it all out. He's an Aquarius and also born of a diff- different generation. I didn't have my first cell phone until I was like well into my 20s. Oh, he gr- see, we're he grew different. up with it. So he likes to text everything. Mm-hmm. I like to talk through everything. And that's a generational thing because my sister I have a sister who's 25. She's actually closer to my partner's age than, than he is to mine. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot in common. And she's the same. She's like, I'll I'll call her and she'll text me. And then I'll I call her that. again. I'm like, oh, you just text me. I'll call you. No, she'll text me back. I'm like, I hate that. So I, I think- should mention post-pandemic, I'm queen of the FaceTime. I very rarely That's do. That's what I do. I very rarely do phone calls and I will FaceTime you without your consent Okay, if but, I need to call okay, you. <laughs> but my partner thinks it's like showing up at somebody's home without letting them no. know ahead of time. He gets mad. He's like, ain't nobody going to answer your FaceTime, AJ. Stop FaceTiming everybody. I'm like, I want to see their face. I need to see your face. But I'm, I'm a big phone call girl too. The Morning Beat, Channel Q. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. It's time for another round of What's Poppin' with our entertainment journalist, Shar Jossel. Take it away. Well, you know, let me tell you something, AJ. Laverne Cox just got one of the best birthday gifts, arguably one of the best birthday gifts. I should mention that the Gemini Queen will be turning 50. Ooh. Yes, you all heard that right. 5 0 on Sunday. Okay, that's crazy, too, because for anybody who's who's sort of chasing a dream and you think, like, because you think of Laverne now, like, she's been around forever. It's, yeah. That's how it feels. She yeah. really popped in her 40s. Yeah, I mean, like, listen. Like on, like, on a, like on a global level, yes. popped in her 40s. I always try to keep hope alive with that because one of my faves, uh, Joy Behar, her career started at 40 as well. She that's was freshly wild. divorced. She walked away from teaching. She was a high school English yeah. teacher. Well, I keep, and now she's on The View. I keep telling myself <laughs> as I get older and older, I keep looking for other people to look up to. I'm like, well, they didn't get their start until Morgan Freeman now. I'm, I'm up to him now. He's listen, like, you're the <laughs> 
AJ Gibson. <laughs> That's right. Nevertheless, Laverne Cox is a Barbie girl. You all heard that right. The iconic brand is celebrating the actress, producer, and writer and activist by launching a doll in her likeness in honor of the impact as an advocate for LA, uh, excuse me, for LGBTQ plus rights. Like Laverne's impact with that. Mm. Laverne can't believe it. She's so excited. I don't know if you've seen the doll, but it looks like Laverne. Like they did a pretty good job with the facial yes. things, you know, facial yeah. features. Well, I, that's interesting that you say that because I'm really, I'm really impressed that they actually got the facial features right, the musculature and like the like the, her body, yeah, shape right because it's unique to Laverne Cox as opposed to putting like her head on like a little like super ridiculous Barbie figure, yeah, because that's not Laverne's body. Yeah, and this is stunning, and I think it's it's representative uh, of who she is, and and little girls everywhere will see this and be like, oh yeah, okay, I get that. Well, little people, little children everywhere, because yeah. well, it's I universal. Did. Well, I did play with Barbies a lot growing up. I should mention that I'm very, very particular about the facial features of dolls. I remember mm. my girls, Destiny's Child, they got their dolls in 2001, looked nothing like them. They got, you know, revamped for 2005. Mm. They did such a great job. I'll show you the pictures well, I think back on in the, the day, They used to like think like, oh yeah, we'll just call call. We'll dip it in and, brown and yeah, throw some, you right, know. Right. But congratulations to Laverne, like I said, and it comes with costume changes. There's a dress and then like a silver cat suit. Mm. So you know what? Congratulations to Laverne and happy birthday in advance, the big five zero. And shout out to Barbie, man. Like sh- Barbie is being inclusive. They're giving the girls their shot, their chance, their spotlight. Happy mm. birthday, Laverne! And that is the report for this hour. Okay. The Morning Beat with AJ Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. Is it okay to plagiarize on the internet? This is an interesting conversation. I thought about it just the other day as I was like copying a photo after the tragedy in Texas and I reposted it somewhere and I was like, wait, I don't I don't know who this actually originally came from, mm-hmm. but it was powerful and I reposted it, but I didn't know who to give credit to. And then I was like, am I allowed to do this? Is the message more powerful? Is, is that more important than actually where it came from? Um, and I couldn't get the information, so I still posted it. Is that wrong? I don't know. We're having that conversation coming up in about 13 minutes. Um, Char, how you feeling? We're a couple hours in. We made it through your favorite hour, the 7 o'clock hour. It's now the 8 o'clock hour here on the West Coast, 11 o'clock hour on the East Coast. You've had another coffee. Yes. You good? You like these hours. I do. And I'm always so gagged Mm. at how quickly 7 to 8 come. Like, Mm. it's the fastest hour to me. The show kind of flies by. Once you get through the first hour... Things get real easy. It's like, okay, we're good now. And I told you, I love these hours. If you all are ever in the business for a third mic, I know, right? Give me a call. And that's no shade to my real job from 2 to 6 p.m. Right. Uh, on, you know, with Shira and Ryan. But those, I couldn't do those hours. It's I the mean, middle it's of tough. your day every day. It's tough. It's hard to make plans. With this, the great thing about this show is by 10 a.m., I got my whole every single Friday. It feels like a three day weekend. Ooh, I'm sure I have nothing going on. I'm sure. And by Sunday nights, I'm usually ready to shut it down. Anyways, I'm not really like living my best life, so I'm ready to go to bed by 9 p.m. and start my work week on a Monday. Yeah. Except for this coming Monday because it's a holiday, ladies woo, and gentlemen. Woo. As Shawnee O'Neill said, "Thank you for your service." Amen to that. Memorial Day. Oh, you ready to do some news on the beach? Shall we get yep. to it? Okay. Uh, let's see what is happening around the world. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, Dr. Rachel Levine, and all LGBTQ members of Congress have been banned from Russia. You heard that right. Russia permanently banned a list of about a thousand prominent Americans from traveling to that country in what has been interpreted as a response to U.S.-led sanctions against the country for invading Ukraine. So if you had those uh, summer vacation plans to go to Russia this year, 
you might be uh, checking your name on a list to see if you've made the cut. The banned Americans include top Democrats like President Joe Biden, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. We were just talking about her offline a moment ago. Hillary um, Rodham. I l- love me some HRC. <laughs> uh, former White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, who's now over at MSNBC. She's about to be. And Vice President Kamala Harris. Um like I said, Pete Buttigieg on that list, uh, Rachel Levine on that list. You know who's not on the list? Donald Trump. I don't get it. Of course. They're they're buddies. Like, it's so transparent, right? It's so obvious what's mm-hmm. going on. All the Democrats and the gay people, the queer people, the trans people, they all get banned. As you were speaking, two quick points. <clears throat> I'm ready. I'm kind of ready for a Hillary Clinton biopic. Yes. I'm kind of ready for that. Yes. And also, Pete Buttigieg, you know, today is the finale of the Ellen DeGeneres show. And Oprah was on on Monday. And I'll tell you a story off air. What she shared about Ellen and Pete, like being neighbors, like they're all. Really? Yeah. They like met up during the pandemic over a creek in the backyard, of course. Because Oprah and Ellen's backyards are next to each other in Santa Barbara or something like that. What? Yeah, the clip you... is on YouTube. Where, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Chicago. Okay, you said creek. Yes. Okay, okay. That's what Oprah said. She well, said the creek in the back. Well, I'm from Ohio. We call it a crick. A crick. It's so, so hoedown, like a hillbilly. Like where I come from is like... Wait, what What part of Ohio? Northwest Ohio. It's the most Republican county in the state oh. of Ohio. 86% of the people in my home county voted for Trump in 2016 over Hillary. Yikes. 86%. I have family in Cincinnati. Okay, I have family down there. I was there a few months the ago. The nasty natty, as the they nasty, call it. The yeah. nasty, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Cincinnati's not a bad city. But, uh, yeah. Oh, gosh, whatever. Let's move on. Colorado's gay governor signs a law helping LGBTQ plus parents overcome a child custody nightmare. Um, this is out Governor Jared Polis. Uh, he signed this to help resolve a legal issue that denies same-sex couples uh, the legal custody of their own children. Known as Marlowe's Law, it was named after the child of Colorado House M- Majority Leader uh, Denea Esgar. When Esgar gave birth to her daughter Marlowe using genetic material from her wife, Heather Palm, uh, both women were surprised to find out that they had to legally adopt Marlowe in order to have legal custody of the child they created together. This is really a big deal. You know, my partner and I are about to get married, and everybody, of course, is asking, like, the baby question. Like, when are the babies coming? When are you having a... We're like, I'm like, listen. Do you want to be a father, AJ? A thousand percent I do. Really? I've been trying to get my fiance pregnant for a decade. It has not, <laughs> I'm not going, hasn't taken. I'm not going to quit trying. Um, but we might have to find other ways, other avenues of starting a family. But yeah, we definitely have our, our, our three to five year plan. It's wedding, purchase a house, start a family. And that's where we are now, and I'm we're on the same happy page. For you. Listen, I'm 41. I got. I, I need to adopt like a 13 year old so I can still be like a young dad. Do you know what I mean? Yes, Send I get all, what you're saying. Get it through high school saying. and then be done with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Uh, I have a feeling we'll have a baby in the next three years. That's my prediction. Oh my god, I'm ready. I'm that's gonna be a good exciting. dad. I've, I've been a daddy for 10 years. <laughs> so uh, how much more difficult could it be to be? A, and I've got a I've got a dog named Kingston. Like like I, it can't be that much harder, right? Like a human baby. I mean, except they talk and walk, and you got to baby-proof the place. Listen, listen. I'm happy for you. I know I'd be a good mother, but as of now, I have no desire to enter motherhood. None. Actual parents everywhere are screaming at the radio right now like, AJ, it's not the same. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure you're going to get some tweets and some emails about that, comparing puppies to, to babies. Let me get out of this situation right now. Uh, the weather. How about that? Los Angeles, the high of 75 today. San Francisco, 61. It's always cold in San Francisco. Didn't you live there, Vanessa? 
How did you deal with that? Was it always breezy, right? I love San Francisco. I know you and do. on a really sunny day, everyone's at Dolores Park. Shout out to Dolores Park. Dolores Park, Park I've done it. it is an iconic moment. You've also lived in our next spot, Miami 82 today. It's Dallas. Humid always. always, always. Dallas 86 and 103 in Palm Springs. Ooh. <clears throat> As I collect myself, why don't you give us a vibe of the day? Vibe of the day again is brought to you by Alice Walker. And this kind of speaks to what we've been talking about with relationships. Alice says, we are the ones that we have been waiting for, which kind of reiterates everything that we're looking for externally, maybe in other people, can be found in ourselves. It, it all starts internally. Listen to her. Listen to her. You better preach. <laughs> Coming up in just a moment, is it okay to plagiarize on the internet? We discuss. Mm. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. It's an interesting conversation talking about social media and plagiarizing. Now, when I was younger, plagiarizing was, it was very cut and dry, right? Yeah. If you're going to use somebody's work in a research paper or an essay, you better cite it. Even we, with paraphrasing. Absolutely. You got to be able to cite your source. Uh, and I got in trouble one time in college. I literally uh, got a fail in a class Ooh. in college one time because... I was trying to put together this paper on the history of horror film or something like that. And I was so far behind. I found a paper online and then I just changed up some, a bunch of it, uh-huh. thinking I changed enough of it that I could pass. And they ran it through the little scanner challenge. Well, you know what it was? It was before they could even do that. The thing that clocked me, because I had to give up and give a presentation on it. And I actually said this out loud in front of a, of a class. I was talking about the film Psycho. Okay. Alfred Hitchcock. Yes. And I said, I think, I forget, somebody's going to scream at me in Palm Strings right now. It's either Vivian Lee or Janet Lee. I think it was Vivian Lee that that was the actress in Psycho, and I said Janet Lee because that was what it said in this paper that I found online, and that's how the professor knew that I was, and then looked it up then and found out that I was plagiarizing. Oh, I got an F for the entire class. Academic dishonesty. I know. So I learned my lesson. Won't do it again. And you know, some of those programs, I think Word now has like if you copy and paste, they mm-hmm. have put that highlight thing around yeah. it that you can't get rid of. Ooh. Well, I've never done that. I'm not in trouble, right? <laughs> but I am a published author, so if you plagiar- plagiarize me, you, you, I'm going to know, or I probably won't. Um, but when it comes to TikTok, this is interesting. TikTok in particular is about the algorithm and, and following trends and seeing what's on the For You page and then going and sort of replicating it, right? But what is the difference between plagiarizing mm-hmm. something and jumping on the bandwagon and doing a trend because that's what everybody's doing? Because TikTok has sort of built an entire brand off of that off of following the trends. Uh, I believe you have a clip for us, Vanessa. Why don't you play that and then we'll discuss. Are you having trouble thinking of video ideas for TikTok? Well, here's one trick that you can use to come up with an idea in less than two minutes. So what you want to do is find somebody else's TikTok that inspires you and then literally copy it. You don't need to copy it completely, but you can get pretty close. Just maybe change things up a little bit. Maybe add something that you think is missing. Everybody is copying everybody in TikTok. And you know what's weird? When you're copying somebody else's TikTok, sometimes that just gets the creative juices flowing. So while you're in the process of copying a TikTok, you will probably come up with some ideas of your own. And this is something creators don't want to tell you but i don't care so hit this plus button let's help you grow your tiktok insanely fast sure thoughts sorry the mic was so hot and i'm just in here talking over <laughs> it um so here's my thoughts on this i find i of course i have issue with this because what what comes to mind are the addison rays of the world i know she's not the only one there's so many meaning what uh black content creators who were plagiarized from and then we see the white content creators get amplified and down to the jimmy fallon that part. performing the routines mm-hmm. i think a lot of black creators set set out for uh it was some megan the stallion song that they just chose 
chose not to dance. They were kind of like rebelling. Um, but I also see this even beyond TikTok. I've seen this on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I've seen people lift, like, for example, if I have a hot take. And granted, I know, AJ, I know that there's nothing new under the sun. But I also am very keen with my wording, yeah. especially on a platform mm-hmm. like Twitter. And I've seen people who follow me take my stuff, lift it, and, and try to remix it. And, you know, they always say on Twitter, it's not about who says it first. It's who says it the loudest. That part. And so, I mean, it's just, ugh, it's just dishonest. And I feel like... It, it's going to come back to you or you like you mentioned how you tripped over your words and said mm-hmm. Janet Lee over the Vivian Lee. Or Vivian Lee. It wrong, yeah. It's going to like you're not going to be able to show and prove or maintain that platform because you're being dishonest. You're being intellectually dishonest because you don't. This isn't your idea. I think it's so murky for some people, though, because we we did this story a couple of days ago. Uh, who is the artist, Vanessa, who doesn't want to make uh, viral videos on TikTok? And she wants, was it Dua Lipa? Halsey. Halsey. It was Halsey. Oh, and she's not the only one. And she's like, listen, I don't want it because her, her record label uh-huh. will not release a single, yep. one of her singles, because she won't do a TikTok for it. And so it's interesting because you have artists like Jason Derulo, for instance. I love him. But he literally puts out music that will go viral on TikTok. And that's mm-hmm. how he's like re-sort of imagined his career in recent years. And then he does a lot of like interesting food, like TikTok videos too, that are really funny and cool. So there's a benefit, but he's also Jason Derulo. Yeah. Like he's a known quantity. Like he's broken through like every barrier for the most part. And like he's known globally as a superstar, mm-hmm. right? So it's tricky because like the old saying goes like, imitation is the greatest form of flattery. That's Aww. cute. But if you're making the money and the creator of the content, the original creator isn't making the money, that's a problem. How about we remix that and say imitation with attribution? That part. I need to be, I need my credit. I need via Sharjah attached to this. So I always kind of defer to my partner on a lot of these things when we do like social media for two reasons. One, he just understands technology better. He understands TikTok. I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't know how to make a reel. He's so good at it. But also... I never want to like culturally appropriate or I don't ever want to like step on toes and as a, as a, as a cis white guy I don't want to like overstep my boundaries because there are certain I'm gonna call thi- you. But but, there, <laughs> but but so does he, right? And so does he and 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 you and he just because you happen to have similar skin tones doesn't mean you agree on everything. Uh-huh. But you also have a different perspective on the world than I do. And there have been times where he's like nope, that we can't do that. We can't do that. Perfect example. A month or two ago we were doing this event and we were promoting some brand. It was, a, it was a paid thing. We had to create a reel for this brand, right? And we were there. It was like a it was a line of like uh, interior stuff for like your home. Uh huh. And they had these two signs side by side. It was a woman in like a old school, you know, those like fifties era swimsuits with the swim cap. It yes. Was like, it was like a white lady there, like 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 smiling in the one. And then there was an exact replica right next to it. And there was a, a black woman doing the exact same thing. Okay. And I was like, oh, this would be cute. Like we could each hold like our signs and then like swap it, like make a cute little moment. And he's like, I'm not doing that. And I was like, wait, why? Like uh, you're black, I'm white. Everybody knows that. It's not that. I mean, we get it. And they're both women, so it's not like they're men. They're women. Yeah. And and some people might be okay with that. My partner's like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I don't want to make it about my blackness. I'm like. But I'm making it about my whiteness. I don't care. He's like, it's different. And I was like, okay, Some sorry. people might be triggered to when they was pouring yeah. bleach in the pools when black people would get See, in the pools you, and chemicals. Go. Never would have thought about it. Yeah. Never would have <laughs> thought about it. When Black Panther came out, I was so, so excited because I just love Marvel, right? And I was excited, of course. And also, like, Loki, like, Michael B. Jordan is my other get-out-of-jail-free card. Oh my, I love Chadwick. Should, should he God ever, rest his soul. I love Chadwick, too. We I used to go to the same church as Chadwick. Really? And so I love him for in that way. I okay. can't see him that way. I'm like, oh, he's a man of God. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan's like, mm-mm. 
Mm-mm, you can do whatever you want. Like, it's, it's, a different, it's a different sort of admiration, right? But um, I remember when that came out. He was like, "Okay, me and my me and my friends. That he's in a he's in a in a text thread with two of his best girlfriends. They're both in their, in his wedding party, and it's called Triple Chocolate. It's okay. their text thread. And he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna go to that first. And I was like, "Wait." You and I always see every Marvel movie when it comes out. Like you and I go. That's our thing. We've been together, you know, for eight years at the time or seven years. And he's yeah. like, he's like, I hear you, but like, I'm gonna go with my girls first. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, oh, got it. Okay, yeah, sure, yeah. Like it's a big moment. Go yeah, for it. go for we it. We want to experience Okoye. And then the next first. day, he and I went. Yes, <laughs> they wore their kente cloth. I stayed home. <laughs> I was like, okay, do you? It was one of those films you dressed up for. Tomorrow I'll go with you. <laughs> so there, there are moments. I hear, I hear. It. It's like I get it. Sometimes you just gotta like check our privilege and stay back. Uh, <laughs> but don't go copying people on TikTok. Don't. It's ethically wrong. B morning B channel Q. All right, this is pretty interesting, this study coming out about dating apps. We talk about dating a lot on the show. Um, you are on the market, Char. You're ready for your I hot am. girl summer. I am. Michaela and I are a little boring sometimes. We're like, hey, we've been in a relationship for, for seven and ten years right now, so we're not always the ones to be experts on dating apps. So I'm really glad to have your perspective uh, here today. A new study has come out. Uh, this was done by the University of Colorado. Uh, that men who fill their Tinder profiles uh, with shirtless pictures are perceived as less competent and more promiscuous. The study involved uh, 567 people, um, and it's just unappealing to people. Uh, kind of sleazy, kind of slutty, you know, like the, that that vibe. And I'm curious to know, when you're on a dating app, and if you're coming across torsos, you swipe in left or right? Depends on how I'm feeling, but for the most part... Mm. If I'm being honest, I have not been on dating apps for quote unquote hookups yeah. in well over a decade. Okay. I, last year was my first year. Mind you, I'm not someone who's consistently on dating apps. Yeah. Last year was my first time downloading dating apps in over five years, I want to mm. say. And I was really on there intentionally. Shout out to dating coach Demona Hoffman. But I was on there uh, intentionally seeking to find someone. But I've since found that if I'm looking for a relationship, then I probably need to go about doing one of the paid services yeah. with the dating app. Yeah. Because the free ones, it's like men want to do half the work and get the full reward. And if you, you know get what, I'm what you pay about. for. Yeah. I I met before my future husband. I met one person on a dating app ever in my entire life. Mm-hmm. It was Grinder. And now is that considered a dating app? I, well, okay. So because from the outside yeah. looking in, I don't call that. I've a never been app. on Grinder, yeah. but I I've heard things. Oh, it's hoey. <laughs> and we did exactly what we got on that app to do. Right, right. You know what I mean? It was a quick come over, like, nice to meet you, let's go. And and it was fun. And we ended up, and I, but here's the thing about me. I'm the guy who, I, I'm really not good at, like, one night stands or hookups. Yeah. So I always, my emotions get involved, and then I end up. You're a cancer. Yeah, but then I'm like, oh, we should date for three months just so I can have a clear <laughs> conscience. So let's just continue doing this. This was fun. And then we'll date for a while. So that I could feel like I'm like it wasn't a one night stand. We 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 dated, right? And so that's my approach. I do want to say that the whole lack of competency thing makes sense because I feel like women, for example, who are posted up in bikini pictures, won't be read, you know, as smart as they might be in sure. an L Woods type way. Shout yeah. out to Legally Blonde, Amen. But it's like you know, segment. I love it. And, you know, in that type of way. So when you see men who are shirtless, it's like, oh, my mind. I'm not going to even lie. Is that okay? You don't have much to offer or to contribute to the conversation or to offer the world. Well, it's interesting. But this six pack. It's one of these those, packs. It's another one of those scenarios. 
scenarios where I think a lot of things can be true at the same time. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit yesterday on the show uh, when it came to like plastic surgery. Uh, do women who have a lot of plastic surgery or men, uh, do they look more or less beautiful than people who are natural, right? And I think it's all preference. I think all things can be true. I think that people who have plastic surgery can be beautiful and also look terrible, just like people who are not, like it all. Mm, I push and, back against that because it's insidious. If you, it's it's a matter of preference. If you're living in Ohio, yes. and you see it, but living in LA, I feel like it is embedded in our brains sure. to inherently find the BBLs, sure. or the six pack abs, or the Botox yep. more attractive than a natural body than a, in a natural but face. I think my my perspective is like. That's cool. If that's if you find that attractive, yeah. I'm not going to tell you it's not attractive to yes. you. That's fine. Yes. For me, like like all these things exist in the in the dating app world in this way. A torso is hot if you're looking to hook up. If you're attracted to that body and that's what you're looking for, that might be attractive to you. Uh-huh. If you're looking to find a lifelong partner, that might be the biggest turnoff today. Yeah, the biggest turnoff in the world. Me, I think it's I think it's douchey. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And there, when I have, and I have, there's this acquaintance. I ran into him last night. Nice guy. His content is so cheesy because everything is him half naked or naked or in underwear. And he just. And what? Talking about mental health? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> don't even get me started on that. But like, he, everything is always like, I'm, he's like very Derek Zoolander. Oh, Do you know God. what I mean? Like, he loves himself so much. And I'm like, I think you're such a sweet person in person, but your social media content is awful. And it's so weird to me that like you think that's all you have to offer. That's that's not a turn on to me. And it's a performance. Yes. He probably cries at night like a lot of us do. <laughs> but I'm saying, you know, part of social media is a performance and, and that is yeah. definitely a, a performance. And that's my thing. Authenticity for me is the sexiest thing in the world. I don't care how old you are, what body type you have, how you identify. None of that matters to me. If you're authentic, like authentic, that's sexy. And sure about yourself. Yes. Or or if you're not sure about yourself, you're honest about that too. Confident. Like, that's also cool. I'm like, listen, you're still figuring some things out. I'm cool with that. So am I. I love that. But uh, gosh, if you're looking for love, maybe a torso shot is not maybe the way to Maybe put on a damn shirt that's if you're right. looking for love. <laughs> The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. All right, Vanessa. uh, I also live for the applause. I do. Um, And I just want to know if you can. So we play this game sometimes, Char, with Vanessa. Over on the board, we have a whole... Don't, don't, don't test it. Don't you dare test one, Vanessa. We have a whole board of sound effects. Uh-huh. And, and we try to see if she knows which is which because she did not She did not uh, put these sound effects in. Our, our, I didn't learn it. Our previous producer did. So if we were going to live for the applause here on the show, what button might you hit? Uh-huh. You got it You right. got it right. Wow. I know there's so many sounds. I've heard how you doing. I've mm-hmm. heard the Wendy. Yeah, Ryan's yes, Queen is over there. Yes, we've also got uh, we have Judge Judy because Michaela is a huge fan of Judge. Just hit one more button real quick. See what it is. Let's see. What do we got? What do we got, Vanessa? Hit a button. Oh, that was the wrong button. <laughs> See, this is there? fun. I could play this with producer Vanessa all morning. <laughs> we like to mess with her. It's adorable. <laughs> uh, it is time, though, for another round of What's Poppin'. Char, what do you have for us? Okay, so a lot of celebrities are being accused of, you know, they have this public PDA, but they're actually not dating. Now, if you remember a few months back, oh, my God, my husband in my head, Oscar Isaac, mm. that man is so deliciously fine. Is he not, AJ? I, that moment. 
moment with Jessica Chastain. Yes, that's, that's what I'm talking about. about. Yes, it. yes, so yes. Because you know they're not together. They're both. Well, I think Jessica's married. I don't know if Oscar is. I can't remember. But it there's a, a huge and this isn't anything new. But co-stars kind of planted up on the carpet mm-hmm. in the name of you know selling us a dream, or I guess maybe committing to the characters. But I have yeah. to ask you this because like we all for the most part. Well, I'm going to speak for myself. I have work boyfriends everywhere that I've worked. Sure. I have a work boyfriend here at this station. Are you hitting on me? What's he happening? just doesn't know that he's oh. my work boyfriend. Vanessa knows who I'm talking about. It gives me great joy when I see him because I'm like, oh my gosh, that's my work boyfriend. Wait, at the station or at this in this building? Uh, in, in this building, in this okay, building. The station's small, so it's either me, Ryan Mitchell, or Chris Donahue. Right. So no, 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 it's in this building. Okay, okay, Let okay. me say that. And then I had a work boyfriend, you know, whatever. But uh, at, at my other job, that's what I was saying. But I have to ask you this. Is is there ever a time when you've like flirted or maybe like, not, and I say this innocently because I know that mm-hmm, you're you're mm-hmm. about to walk down the That's aisle right. any day now. I'm a, I'm a kept man. I don't want to be blowing up nothing on, right, the, right, on right. the morning show, on the morning <laughs> beat. But I have to know, is there any time, time that you've done what they're calling faux, flir- faux flirting? I, I think so. And, and this story is coming up because Tom Cruise and Jennifer Connelly. The, the yes. Top Gun Maverick premiere, they looked really close and cozy too. And people think, like, think also Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper at the Oscars. Oh, they that showed out. At that piano. That I'm whole like, campaign trail. I'm like, are they sleeping together? Um, it's a way to, we should mention, it's a way for people that people drive ticket sales. And totally. even musicians do it when they collab on songs and things like that. But I feel like, you know, actors, they be, you know, I'm, you spend months on set with somebody. I'm definitely <laughs> just a flirt in general. Okay. And, and my partner is too. And so. Yes and no. When I was on Hollywood Today Live on Fox years ago, there there were so many different dynamics between the four of us that were like the main host of the show. Uh, Kristen Brockman was my work wife. Okay. We sat next to each other always. We were in two pairs on that show. So she was my work wife. But then my side chick was Portia Coleman. She came up with the name, not me. <laughs> don't want to don't want to make the, the white lady my work wife and the, and the black woman my side chick. But she was like, I want to be your side chick. I'm your side piece. That's it. And that was like our dynamic. Okay. So when we would do press and things like that, we all sort of played those roles. Even though people knew I was gay, somehow they kind of liked the, the possibility. Toeing the line. Yeah. And it, so, so, yeah. I remember when I was on Good Day LA. They loved me with the girls there with, with Maria Sansone and the Roxy Carpadian. And I remember doing a segment one time where we did a fashion show and they're like, AJ, we're going to dress this kid, this little boy like you in a bow tie and we're going to spike his hair and then you're going to go out there with the girls and like play the part of uh-huh. like this like, like I don't know, like cis straight man who's a father with these beautiful women next a to me. A Sears like, catalog. Right, and people loved it and yeah. people react to it like in, online a lot. Yeah. So you're selling like the dream, you're selling the vision, the idea of it all. And there's uh, certain chemistry. That's what I'm thinking. When you're on a set as mm-hmm. an actor, because we even, well, as we both just mentioned, we're not even on sets. We're per, per se. We're doing. To- we're talking, and then we're going home. Yeah. But when you're three to six months in Bulgaria with someone, and mm-hmm. it's just you and them, and maybe you all have a love scene. There's a certain connection that's kind of built but up you there. Gotta be, listen, you got to be careful without too, because, you crossing any lines. You gotta, because Jennifer Aniston had a husband for a while who all of a sudden Baby. was married to Angelina Jolie after a similar Wasn't situation. So, so be careful. Be Wasn't careful. Well, coming up though, uh, <laughs> coming up, we're going to pivot a bit. Uh, let's go. Let's let's get gay for a moment. Could your your pet be gay? I know a lot of gay dogs. I, unfortunately, I think mine is very straight. I know it's some a, trans dogs, but, too. Okay, well, we're having the conversation <laughs> next hour. 
The Morning Beat with AJ and Michaela. Channel Q. I'm looking forward to this conversation in 13 minutes. Uh, queer behaviors are being observed in animals. And we've got uh, the author of Queer Ducks and Other Animals joining The Morning Beat. This is the first book uh, for audiences, like general audiences, that really dive into the sexuality of animals. It's a study that's been done, do, been done for like 20 years now. I'm really curious because... We're raising a son. His name is Kingston. He's a woodle. He's the cutest dog in the world. He's a year and a half. And from what we can tell, he's into women. He has a girlfriend named Skylar. She's a husky. She's very aggressive. He's he's a very passive, passive um, cis-hetero dog as far as we know <laughs> right now. Uh, he prefers the, the pronouns he, him so far. And we're following that lead, right? But we're kind of a little bit disappointed because we're like, we need you to be a gay son because we don't know how to raise a straight son but again we're trying not to judge him so no there are people i don't know if y'all remember a few weeks ago i think it was michaela and i that reported on that story about that alabama couple who gave up their dog left it on the side of the road because he was gay i heard about that one i've also i jokingly say now i did read reports about sometimes within like the the pride rock of it all with Mm -hmm. with lions okay there have been lionesses who have transitioned into lions no that's true as far as like growing the yeah. mane. Yeah. But also like one of my dogs, we used to joke and say that she was trans because she was a, a female dog, mm-hmm. but she would lift her leg to pee. And well, that's okay. a, a trait of, of male dogs. My dog so is a male like, and he squats down like a little, like a, like a well, very, very doing? feminine. He's very like dainty. <laughs> like here, I'm just going to pee like all gently. Like, so it's interesting, but th- there's actually fish that transition as well. Really? Fish that can change their gender based on what is needed to mate and to, and to survive. Seahorses, there's insects. Yep. Yeah. I've seen birds. Fascinating like, it's, stuff. We're talking about it coming up nature. Very, very soon. So stick around oh, for we that. We weren't talking about it now. No, listen, I, sometimes I go off on a tangent. I was going to say, I'm ready to take a deep dive. No, we've actually got an expert joining us to talk about it soon, so stick around for that. Now, Montana, uh, it's time for news on the beach. Shall we do it? Okay. Uh, Montana's Department of uh, Public Health and Human Services has refused to comply with a state court order requiring the department to let transgender people change the gender marker on their birth certificates. The department issued an emergency order declaring that state birth uh, certificates with only now only list a person's immutable sex. Uh, their order said that a person's sex only changes in rare circumstances, while gender is, quote, a social construct that can change over time. Montana passed several other anti-LGBTQ laws in 2021, including a ban on transgender girls participating in school sports. The state has also passed a law requiring schools to uh, give 48 hours notice to parents if they are going to discuss LGBTQ people. 48 hours notice. Like, what is that? Like, like you got a plan to talk about us? We're really going back in time. We are in some dangerous territory. Right. The pendulum could swing either way. Guess what? What if, what if you happen to be a member of the community and you're a teacher and you mention, I don't know, your partner, your child, a family member, maybe you're just an ally. You just mention in a story off the cuff, you have to give a 48-hour heads up. And with doing that, that further dehumanizes LGBTQ a people. Percent. It makes LGBTQ people pariahs of of a certain extent. Like like we don't, you know, bleed the same way or put on mm. our pants one leg at a time in the same way. It's weird. It, it makes LGBT people alien esque. A thousand percent. <laughs> I, listen, I don't even know what I'm going to say until the moment it comes out of my mouth, and then I forget <laughs> yeah. a second later. Don't ask me to plan 48 hours in advance to talk about Please. something as simple as a human. Please. You know what? I'm done. That's that's all the news I have for this hour. I'm going to move on to weather. That's fun. The weather is always weathering. 
uh, especially here in Sanford or in, here in San Francisco. Wow, here in Los Angeles, wow, it's seventy-five. AJ. It's kind of a perfect temperature, seventy-five. Yeah. So that's a nice medium temperature. It's like April twenty-fifth. You bring a jacket. Perfect day. You know, it's not too hot, okay, not mean too girls. cold. Is that Mean Girls? No, that's Miss Congeniality. Miss Congeniality. That's what it was. That's what it was. Uh, uh, Gracie Lou Freebush. Yes, and, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco, 61 today, 82 in Miami, 70, 86 in Dallas. I'm really, God, Michaela's good at this. I'm terrible at this. Yeah, she'd I, just be rattling them off, and you you over there tripping, Also, AJ. I would tell you this. I think she makes them up sometimes. I'm, I'm yeah. going to lie. I think she I makes up. I wouldn't be surprised. totally makes them up. <laughs> and Palm Springs, it's 103 today. You can guess that about eight months out of the year. Right. You'd probably be true, correct, within a couple of degrees. Uh, do you have a vibe for us? I'm just laughing at the thought of Michaela making up temperatures. Yes. A thousand uh, percent. So, again, Alice Walker. I made today an Alice Walker day, and this is a reminder to focus on the little things in life, because that's where we find a lot of our happiness. Alice Walker says, I think colors are miraculous. We live in a universe that is, that is extremely creative and magical. We become happier as we appreciate these things in nature, and I totally agree. Ooh, I love that. Let's talk about nature. Let's talk about the natural order of the animal kingdom. We've got an author of Queer Ducks and Other Animals talking to us about queerness and animals coming up next. The Morning Beat with A.J. Gibson and Michaela Gordon. Channel Q. All right, so I've tried to have this argument many times and people are like, oh, like, like queerness, gayness, transness, it doesn't really exist. It's all made up. Y'all are just choosing this and you're going go to go to hell, right? The lifestyle. And I'm always like, listen, <laughs> it, it also exists in the animal kingdom. Like, there are gay animals, so get with the program. Uh, But I never really had a whole lot of factual information to back up that argument other than things I read on the internet. Well, uh, if you're like me, you're in luck because we actually now have uh, an expert on the topic. Elliot Schriefer is the author of Queer Ducks and Other Animals. They're joining us now. Elliot, thank you so much for being here. Um, Thank you so much for having me. Let's talk about this because this is actually uh, the first book for general audiences to reveal the sort of explosion of research we've seen over the last two decades in same-sex sexual behavior in animals. What would our listeners be shocked uh, about these findings? Yeah. Well, first of all, when I was in middle school, I feel like the conversation at the cafeteria table was always, you know, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, right? right? right. And because it rhymed, it had to be true, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's 11-year-old logic. And so that lived inside me as well, even as I was studying animals. Uh, and Meanwhile, we're finding out that we're massively underestimating the level of bisexuality in the animal kingdom. So animals from species after species are having procreative sex, having offspring, but also reaping the social benefits of same-sex sexual behavior. So like bonobos are our very closest relative in the animal kingdom. The most frequent sex is between females, and they form these close alliances through the release of oxytocin, this bonding hormone that gets produced when you're in close physical contact. And so they they really find a way to support each other. And then on the other side, we have bottlenose dolphins, where the only lasting union in their species is male sexual friendships, they call it, where the males will have sex 2.4 times an hour uh, and use that feeling of incredible close alliance to give them more power within the broader dolphin world. Um, Invite a female in. Yeah, Shar, did you hear what I heard? They have sex two point four times an hour. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> what awesome. type of stamina? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no animal can quite compete with the dolphins as far as that okay. sexual Olympic. I have to know, you know, with this uh, queer ducks book, what is the most surprising thing you learned? 
Yeah, so actually, I, I went in, you know, I'm a gay man, and I went in thinking I kind of was going to find examples in the animal world that kind of confirmed the diversity of LGBTQ identities that I see in humans. But there were actually animals uh, in the research that actually forced me to sort of broaden my view of what I consider sexuality. Um, for example, there's shorebirds, like albatrosses, gulls, and terns. There's a huge number of female-female nests, and these Females will return every year to find their female partner. They'll raise eggs together year after year. They have twice as many eggs to, care of, to take care of, so they have to do extra work. Um, and they'll do the same courtship rituals that male and female couples will do. Um, but they actually don't have sex together. They will, outside of this lifelong union that looks to me a lot like what we would call love, they will have sex with a male in order to get fertilized, but then return to their to their same-sex partner to, to raise the offspring. And so it kind of made me question, like, how do we define sexuality? You know, this is two animals that are li- bonded for life, uh, but actually don't have sex with each other. So it actually forced me to sort of expand my notion of how I consider how I define sexuality. You know, it's it's so fascinating to me because it feels like we're always like, we, we're always like trying to like let the world know like, hey, we're, we exist we're allowed to exist, right? And and oftentimes the conversation is centered around like like gayness or bisexuality. But if you look at the animal kingdom, we know now there are snakes, lizards, beetles, fish, birds, uh, lions, hats, uh, yeah, hyenas <laughs> that are also that show transness. Like what what did you learn? And do you t- touch on that topic in this book? Yeah. So but I approached that question in my chapter on deer. Uh, so it's 10 different animal species and queer ducks, and each of them sort of approaches a question around LGBTQ identities and animals. And deer, the velvet horned deer are such, and uh, I just love them. <laughs> They're 13% of deer are velvet horns, which means they grow antlers, um, but instead of breaking through the velvet, which is what uh, cisgender deer males will do, they keep the velvet on their antlers and their bodies are much closer to the shape of does. Uh, and they have both male and female genitalia. Mm. Uh, and so they, and they don't participate in the bachelor herds of deer or the female herds. They form their own societies of velvet horns, this kind of found family together. Uh, and then if they come across an orphan fawn, they'll raise it. Uh, but they exist out totally outside of the male-female binary of deer life. Um, uh, they're, they're much gorgeous. closer to what we will call intersex uh, than trans. Okay. But they do force us to, to, to question the sort of easy assumptions around the male-female binary within the, within the natural world. Hmm. I was just literally about to ask that because there's so much studies on sexuality. I wanted to know gender because I remember reading about these lionesses who would then adapt and start growing manes like a lion would. And how common is something like that? How common is something like intersex or transness, I'm putting an asterisk by that, found in the animal kingdom. So beyond sexuality, this is just strictly about gender now. Yeah. Um, So my favorite, like sea life has us all beat, hands down, as far as the range of identities that they have. Like the pride flag for a fish would take hours to color in. Um, (laughs) And and a huge number of the fish species will have um, very simple and easy sexual change within their populations. So like um, clownfish, nice. like in Finding Nemo, um, Finding Nemo got the story wrong because the way that clownfish society works is that you have one female who's in charge and then a lot of males who are under her. Um, and if that female dies, one of the males, whichever one is in the top spot of the hierarchy, will transition to being female within an hour or two. Um, so 
this is a bit of a spoiler alert for Finding Nemo, but when Nemo's uh, mother dies, Marlin, his father, should have turned female um, over the course of that of that movie. And I would have I'd pay really good mo- money to watch that version of. Oh, that would have shook Nemo. it up. That would have shook yeah, it up. Come on, yes. come on, Disney Pixar, <laughs> pull it together. Listen, I wish I we could know. talk about this. Someone make this movie. Elliot Schreifer, you're so fantastic. Thank you so much for stopping by. Grab a copy of Queer Ducks and Other Animals wherever you get your books, or you can go to elliotschreifer.com. That is E I E L I O T S H R E F E R dot com. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure. All right, stick around. Coming up in just a bit, it's Tell Me Something Good. Tell me something good. I'll tell you something good. You know, uh, with childhood depression and anxiety rising uh, during the pandemic and and with all this disturbing news stories, uh, it's just adding to our mental health burden in our schools. Kids are going through so much right now. Uh, It's a perfect time to be delivering some positive news headlines into hallways and classrooms across the United States. That's exactly what Good News Network is now providing in a new partnership with digital signage company Rise Vision. Um, It just launched in over 120 schools. And they're spreading positivity with uplifting news content on video screens for grades K through 12. Now students and teachers can stop and read about kindness and scientific breakthroughs on new templates created by Rise Vision. This is really interesting because uh, Good News Network was founded back in 1997 as sort of like an antidote to like all the negative stuff that was in the news everywhere. And this is really good for kids because it's very easy to... Once you focus on the negativity in the world, to just live there, and to because and, you could fill your entire lifetime with negative news, mm-hmm. right? But you can also choose to see positivity as well, without being blind to all the terrible things that are happening in the world. I remember when I was in school. Did you have Channel One back in the day? Yes. Okay, so well, a mutual friend of ours, Scott Evans, got his start on Channel One, uh, at, as did Lisa Ling and others. And the, I remember watching Channel One as a kid, and it was always. So informative mm-hmm. and so inspirational, uh, and it sounds like they're taking it to another level with this. Uh, this is really cool, and I think that our, our kids do need to be reminded that even though things are scary, and the older you get, the harder life seems to get, uh, there's a lot of good stuff in the world. So let's focus on some of that. So I, I appreciate what they're doing. And sometimes that's such a struggle to do. It but, is. You know, it is. But if they can make it the a little easier for these kids that you know to start these healthy habits when they're younger and yeah. to talk about mental health and things like that in kindergarten, it's a step in the right direction. Absolutely. My Tell Me Something Good warms my heart. As a book nista, you all know that I enjoy physical books. Okay. Shout out to those of you who do audio books. I do a few. Mm-hmm. For the most part, reading a physical book is just nostalgic to me and it takes me to a different I'm place. I'm exactly the same. I can't do an audio book. Or I can do I an can audio. Do... I can't do a Kindle like an e-reader. Oh, no, no, no. no, 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 no. Do never, never. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I just finished Viola Davis's uh, autobiography, Finding Me. And right now I'm reading Patriarchy Blues by one of my Twitter mutuals and friends, Fred T. Joseph. Shout out to him. He just made the New York Times bestselling okay. list. Um, But there's a 70-year-old woman named Rita Collins who's been driving across country in a bookstore on wheels that she created. She was inspired back in 2015. Uh, She's a retired teacher, but as she was retiring, her dream was to have a bookstore. She's traveled to over 30 states. And what I love about this is inside the white van... 
is, which, I mean, it's a white van, so, you know, the stereotype. But um, <laughs> it, it's like a traditional bookstore, yeah. like from floor to ceiling shelves. And she has like the placards up top where you can get science fiction, biography, cookbooks. And, you know, it's a gift to the children all around the states that she goes to go visit. And so I just wanted to shout her out. This is such a feel-good story. And I think that anytime we're encouraging the youth to keep a book in their mm-hmm. hand, I'm so tired of seeing these kids running around with iPads. I know I sound dated when I say that. It's true, though. But put down the video games <clears throat> and the iPads. There's nothing like a book escaping into a book. And I just love when I see kids finding the joy <clears throat> in reading because, listen, you got to keep your brain sharp. And I firmly believe that reading helps helps do that. I used to get so excited about the or Scholastic Book Fair. Me too. When they would come to, I was like, Mom. I would never I, have no money. I know. I'm like, Mom, can I have $3? Please, please, please. But it would be because I forgot. Yeah. Like, it's one of those mm-hmm. things. Like, I didn't have any money because I forgot. I would beg. I would beg. My mom was a single mom working in the factory. Didn't have a whole lot growing yeah. up. But I, I was one of the boxcar children's book. That, really? was like, that was my vibe, yeah. I'm, so. a, I'm an avid journaler. Like, to this day, I always say when it's time for my memoir, I'm just going to go to a publisher and just drop the books in their lap, my mm-hmm. journals in their lap. But I got my first diary. It had golden retriever puppies and a little lock, which mm-hmm. wasn't worth a damn. Mm-hmm. But it had a little lock. I got that from the Scholastic Book okay, Fair. Okay, golden Shout retriever Shout out to Clifford puppy. and Clifford, Matilda, the, dog. the witches, Throw all the good books I used to buy. back. Thank you so much, Char, <laughs> for, for joining me today as Michaela's in Puerto Vallarta for Pride. Uh, you're going to be here again tomorrow. Yeah. Double duty. Uh, speaking of, uh, you're going to be on Let's Go There tomorrow afternoon. Also, stick around right now because we have three hours of fantastic content, music coming up for you, followed by Let's Go There and capping the night off with uh, with Dr. Chris Donahue and Loveline tonight. So we've got a full day of programming for you. We'll see you tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.